Hi, I'm Gertrude Keesley, and this is Kingdom Consciousness. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come, Matthews 24, 14. Before Jesus returns to set up his kingdom in its final form, the gospel of the kingdom must be extended throughout the nations of the world. In order to preach the gospel of the kingdom, we as kingdom citizens must understand the kingdom of God. Before we can become custodian to the keys of the kingdom, we must first experience kingdom living. In the past, much emphasis has been placed on the life and ministry of the king of the kingdom jesus christ and rightly so but not enough emphasis has been given to the gospel of the kingdom jesus told the religious leaders of his time ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men for ye neither go in yourselves neither suffer them that are entering to go in matthew 23 13. It was this gospel of the kingdom that was the central purpose of Christ's life. He began his earthly ministry by declaring the arrival of the kingdom. That's, you can find that in Matthew 4.17. He ended his earthly ministry by speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom, Acts 1 and 3. In between the beginning and ending of his earthly ministry, the emphasis was on the kingdom. Luke 4.43 says, And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore I am sent. The kingdom of God was the greatest concern of Jesus. His teachings and parables focused on the kingdom. His miracles were a demonstration of the kingdom of God in action. The phrases kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven are used over a hundred times in the books of Matthews, Mark, Luke, and John. We will explore the distinctions between these two. We are told to seek first the kingdom, to pray for it and to preach it. We are told how to enter the kingdom and taught that residency in it requires a new lifestyle. God is equipping his citizens to become kingdom minded so that we can understand the business of the kingdom. We are sons and daughters of the king. Everything about us is royalty, but we must first adopt the mind of Christ in order to understand what that actually means. We cannot have a poverty mindset and expect to grasp the reality of how much God desires for us to prosper. But there is a greater purpose than just understanding kingdom principles. Citizens must go beyond mere knowledge of the kingdom 
to actually experience it and make it the central purpose of our living. So I invite you to come and go with me as we explore this most exciting, interesting, and eye-opening subject. Good afternoon. Today's episode is entitled Heighten Your Kingdom Consciousness. 1 Corinthians 15, 19 states, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. As Christians running this race, we should be seeing ourselves beyond this earthly kingdom because we can leave this world at any time. So going by that mindset, all genuine born-again Christians are not citizens of this earth but of heaven. In the lead scripture, the Bible is making us to understand that if our hope in Christ is not beyond this earth, then we are miserable people. But by the grace of God, our hope is to spend eternity with him. In all circumstances, our life should project Christ. We should exhibit standard behavior that will provoke unbelievers around us to seek to know Jesus Christ and to accept him as Lord and Savior. Matthew 19, 28 says, And Jesus said to them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. The fact that the believers are heavenly citizens by faith while still on the earth, having followed our Lord Jesus Christ, they, according to the scriptures, are going to be part of the regeneration that will take place when the Son of Man will sit on his throne to deliver judgment. The word regeneration is translated from a Greek word meaning new birth, renewal, or recreation. However, in the context that is used in this scripture, it refers to the recreation of the social order and the renewal of the earth. Again, the believers will be part of the jury, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, as well as all other tribes of the world. Our Lord's prediction discloses how the fulfillment of the promise in Isaiah 126 will be met when the kingdom is set up. The kingdom administration over the Israelites and indeed the entire people of the world will be through the apostles in accordance with the ancient theocratic judgeship. By the grace of God, 
official roles have been assigned to believers in the heavenly kingdom. It's therefore expedient that we make adequate preparation to guarantee our taking up our duties. Jesus Christ is coming back to rapture the saints. That's why the Bible says in John 14, 1 through 3, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. According to this scripture, Jesus Christ has gone to heaven to prepare a place for believers. There are many mansions, but selected ones will be furnished to his taste to enable the believers or the church and indeed his bride to occupy with him as the believers are to stay with our Lord Jesus Christ after the rapture has taken place. So by looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, our kingdom consciousness has been heightened and we keep on running the race to ensure success at the end of life on this planet. Now, it's written in Hebrew 11, 13 through 16. It says, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. For he has prepared for them a city. The world we are living in has nothing worthwhile to offer. Therefore, believers are seeking a better country where peace will take the center stage, as there will be no more corruption, no rigging of elections, no power failure, and no senseless killing of innocent people. Believers are seeking a better country where there will be total restoration of theocratic system of government that was in place in Israel prior to the institution of monarchy. Every genuine born Christian while living in this present world should be faithfully seeing himself where God is the father and believers are sons and daughters of the kingdom. If you are living your life conscious of heaven, conscious of heaven, you should be living your life according to God's will. Believers are in a miniature kingdom of God on earth. 
our focus is in heaven and we live lives in accordance with heavenly standards. So if you are yet to come to this level, probably you are still engrossed in the pursuit of earthly possessions. There is need for immediate change of mindset as we look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. You should seek God first and be mindful of the things of God. That's why Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Grace is still available for anyone to come to Christ with a view towards making heaven their home. There is an urgent call for repentance in preparation for the rapture. Now that grace is still available. Whatever sin you may be into, repent. Christ is knocking at the door of your heart. Every unbeliever, he's knocking at the door of your heart. He's asking for permission to enter. If you allow him, you will become a child of God and you will begin to live your life according to God's will. That's when you become conscious of heaven and faithfully believe that as the trumpet sounds, you will be among the saints that will make rapture. And by implication, that means heaven in Jesus' name. Remember in John, the third chapter, it says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that there are the teacher come from God, that no man can do these miracles that thou doeth except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, most people today are familiar with the term born again. Listen, it's become so popular that it's used for all kinds of situations that have nothing to do with the way the New Testament uses it. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews, a member of the, Han the Sanhedrin, which was that council of 70 men who ran the religious affairs of the nation, and they had religious authority over any Jew anywhere in the world. He was a man of authority. It was amazing that he would even come to Jesus at all because the Pharisees regarded themselves as superior to other men in spiritual matters before God. However, Jesus said he could not see the kingdom of God. Now, the common explanation that's given for the word see in this passage is to enjoy or to share in. Accordingly, it is considered synonymous with enter or experience. It is true that sometimes the words to see or see denotes to enjoy or to suffer as it suits the nature of the object that it's talking about. Therefore, for example, to see death is used for to die or to see life is used for to live. 
or to see good days is used for to enjoy good days and to see corruption is used for to suffer corruption. What it often implies is to perceive or to discern by the eye of the mind. The man who is not regenerated or born again of water and of spirit is not capable of perceiving the reign of God, though it were already begun. In other words, his consciousness has not been heightened to the point where he can fully understand what God's reign is all about. Although the kingdom of the saints on the earth were established, the unregenerate could not discern it because it's spiritual. It's not a worldly kingdom and not capable of it and it's be, and it's capable of being only spiritually discerned. So and as the kingdom itself would remain unknown to him, he could not share in the blessings enjoyed by other subjects, and he cannot enter the kingdom of God, talking about the unregenerate person. Now note, Nicodemus had recognized Jesus as Lord on the evidence of his miracles. He believed him to be a teacher come from God but he made no mention of him being the, of his being the Messiah or of his reign upon the earth. He believed Jesus was a successful teacher because God put his seed of approval on him by doing miracles through him. However, his consciousness had not been heightened sufficiently to enable him to understand exactly who Jesus was. So Jesus answered, observing that unless a man be enlightened by the spirit, which is implied when he says born again, he cannot discern either the signs of the Messiah or the nature of the kingdom. Jesus is referring to being born from above. He's talking about the second birth. This is the only way to enter the kingdom of God. There is no other way you can experience the kingdom. But even after that, you must allow the Holy Spirit to heighten your consciousness to his consciousness. That's why it's imperative that every genuine born-again Christian, while living in this present world, must be faithfully seeking daily to heighten his kingdom consciousness in order for him to see or enjoy or to experience the kingdom of God while living on this earth. God bless you. Have a great week.